to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. <laughs> no falafel on Fridays. <laughs> One time, Kath Barbadoro was like, "Do you think is is Bruce Bruce still alive?" And I was like, "No, nah, he died in an earthquake." <laughs> <laughs> it was the fastest my brain's ever made a joke. Oh. Like I didn't even realize what I was saying. That I was like, "That's brilliant." Like, <laughs> hearing it come out of my mouth. You actually gained time with how quick that joke was. It's fucking weird. They only man. got his name when they were looking for him. Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> Bruce. I had this neighbor who was so. He was a big pothead, and he uh, he named his cat the Winds of Change. <laughs> <laughs> that I, guy's funny. I asked him, why did you name your cat the Winds of Change? He was like, well, it's kind of a, pl- a prank I played on myself. I thought it would be really funny if whenever the cat gets out, I have to go out onto the, lawn and, onto the little front lawn and yell, the Winds of Change! <laughs> The winds of change, like a wizard or something. You gotta get Bruce Bruce on here. <laughs> yeah. He's got so, he's got a point of view. <laughs> Bruce Bruce is very against Israel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with APAC. He's uh, politically on point. <laughs> yeah, it would be cool if he was super like woke on that shit. I don't. Uh, I could not name like three things about this person. <laughs> Bruce Bruce. <laughs> I feel like he wears suits. I. I used to uh, attend bar at this restaurant. I had this weird daytime regular, this construction worker that would come in every day and get shithoused on Bud Lights at like three in the afternoon. He was out of his fucking mind. And I told him I did comedy, and he would start, he would go like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know all these people. I would list off comedians. He'd go, yeah, I know that guy. And I thought he was just bullshitting me um, until he he started listening to himself. He was like, you know, you know Bruce Bruce? I used to work security for Bruce Bruce. Oh. And I was like, you know, what? That's fucking weird that you would know who that is, right? <laughs> then he started telling me that he has, like, like fucking his, his wife is from, like, uh, Trinidad or something, and he has, like, all this weird political, like, money down there, and every once in a while he has to go down there and, like, commit a fucking weird war crime where he, like, threatens a bunch of people with a gun and shit. Oh, my God. He's involved in all this weird drug trade stuff, and I was like, whatever, guy, because he was just a bar regular. Yeah. But then he told me that that Bruce Bruce shit, and I was like, wait a minute, is this all real? <laughs> Whoa. Should I be reporting you or something? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think he's dead. Anyway. It's weird you drink Bud Light. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's not that weird. People that get drunk on light beer, especially Bud Light, are like a... They're, they're a type. It fills your like blood with light beer. Like if you drink like twenty light beers, the next day you wake up and you're hungover, but you mostly feel like like a salinity change. Yeah. Ah, your, your pH body. goes off. You yeah. pee and you're like, I'm just Bud Light now. <laughs> <laughs> I smell bad. That's that's like a end times drinker, a person who gets hammered on just Bud Light. It's like smoking like twenty sky dancer cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, like just smoke a cigar. It's, at a, that ca- point. it's a car in a Virginia Slims. Yeah, you can play the most games with it. Okay, if you're playing a bunch of games. <laughs> what would kind you of like, games? Would you like to play a game? <laughs> uh, I liked. Well, I have the joke about it, but I liked uh, making the wizard staffs. Yeah. Where you finish the beers and tape them together, and then you have a big staff. Those and then you're fun. drunk, so you start hitting people with it. <laughs> and then uh, and once enough of you are drunk and you all have staffs, you get to start jousting with it. And that kind of hurts. Oh. That's fun. It's really fun. That's, <laughs> that's just how you get hurt, right? Well, it's just beer cans. So. Oh, cans. I, th- I thought it was glasses. Yeah, I was thinking. No. I thought you were talking about bottles. I thought, yeah, I was like, wow, that's how you get hurt. But cans, oh, yeah, you know, you get, yeah, can- that's fine. I don't think you even fight your friends with a broken work. bottle. That's why I was so impressed. <laughs> I was like, you guys are real in- ingenious drunks. Yeah, we had a mechanical engineer get shit faced with us because he was going through a divorce, and uh, we made some impressive stuff. <laughs> College was fun. Anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, I am Jake Flores. I've got with me Carlos Delgado. Hello, Carlos Delgado. And Alex Patek. Poop, poop. Yeah. <laughs> that part where you were talking about that wasn't on record, so oh. it's just going to sound like you just said that. All right, no explanation, then. <laughs> <laughs> New catchphrase. Poop, poop, poop. <laughs> oh. All right, uh, let's 
move on. I don't want to cover it. No, let's dwell on it. I don't want to explain. It. <laughs> All right. It's so, better if we don't explain. Hello, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Um, this week I've got something a little bit uh, special planned, uh, a little bit different. You know, we've been kind of riffing on the news lately as a weekly show, um, but there's an ongoing project I've sort of been working on that I want to sort of belt out today, which is a little history of the the current um, sort of non-nationalist. Um, anarchist burgeoning state in Rojava, Syria, uh, that is fighting against ISIS. What's that? Pod damn America's going to Syria. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Get grandma on the roof of the car. Yeah, Play yeah. your Syria music. Except she's <laughs> on a tank. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you know, a good old-fashioned Syrian banjo song. I'm excited to learn. Um... <laughs> I'm doing this because it can be uh, fun. because um, <laughs> there's this thing happening in Rojava that hasn't happened like since the Spanish Civil War, and everyone is so splintered that like I almost went, oh maybe I shouldn't do an episode about Rojava because like it's a little bit insulting to some people that are hardcore leftists. A lot of people are, you know, especially people that are nerds and like very self-involved with this shit will kind of be like, oh, you think I don't know about Rojava? You know, <laughs> there's I there's a lot of like anarchist types around right now that are yeah. they will not shut the fuck up about Rojava. Well, they're not listening to um, us right now. Some so. of them might be, and that's why I'm doing this little warning up front because um also in my life as a person who's like into fringy politics, but also it has a completely normal like I'm a comedian. I mean everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, I can tell you if you're heavily, heavily involved in the anarchism on the left and you think everyone knows about this, you are fucking wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't. And like I didn't until like, I don't know, like a year ago. And I started reading about um, Piss so this Granddad is- and all that shit. Oh, no, it, bus it won't pick up This is mics. just a preface if you thought, like, Jake actively was a fighter in Rojava. <laughs> <laughs> let you know that uh, he still lives in a haunted house in Brooklyn <laughs> and just telling you what he's read. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I thought it'd be fun to do a little breakdown of just, like, uh, what's going on. You know, a little entry-level beginner story. Um, I don't, you know, know everything about this or whatever. But uh, but it's a really cool fucking story. And the more I read about it, I was like, this just kind of rules. Like, it's just interesting. Yeah. How uh, similar, just as, like, an introduction, how similar do you think it is to, like, the Catalonia state? Um... The anarchist one, not, you know, just in general. Well, it's smaller. Uh, one of the things that the, they sort of talked about uh, a few years ago when they did a big story on it was that, like, um, like 60,000 people joined to fight against Franco, communists and anarchists in, in Spain. And that was, like, um, at a time when that sort of thought was, you know, like, way more sort of widespread and uh, common and we didn't have this sort of situation where it's oh my god communism is a dirty word and all this shit uh so it's weird because it's like a all they had to do was win and it wouldn't have been a dirty word it, yeah that kind of is why the Should one in tried harder. rojava is a little bit weirder like the, the the situation in rojava is comprised of uh kurds who are sort of um just sort of like fighting in their own self-defense and then like this weird thing where in the back of a magazine you can see an ad it's like come to rojava and fight for and there's like sunny rojava <laughs> just a guy sitting on top of uh isis corpse <laughs> no oh no no yeah basically the way uh Pispic granddad talked about it was that like he saw like advertisements on like websites that were like um that, like black like red stars on black backgrounds and like chicks holding kalishnikovs and shit and like it looked like fuck like come have a war adventure kind of thing or whatever yeah in a weird way do we need to introduce who that is okay so actually you're right we're jumping the gun i'm gonna get to that and i'll sort of address that question as uh we get back around to it but i'm gonna start uh way 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 back in the late 70s oh so now we're recording okay well we've been recording (laughs) (laughs) everyone is doing the funky chicken (laughs) (laughs) we go back in time yeah cocaine is in vogue (laughs) (laughs) boogie nights yeah (laughs) disco ducking the 70s (laughs) (laughs) metaphor actually I misspoke. The story starts um, in the late 1940s. God damn it. I'm sorry. We're going to just quickly <laughs> jump forward. To the we're 70s. going back to the war effort, boys. What the fuck did I say all that disco duck <laughs> shit? No, no, no. We'll get back to disco duck. Uh, 40s. Big band music. Um, <laughs> 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 Uh, 
It's just a different country. There was no Big Bang. Trombone. (laughs) Just a trombone in the desert. (laughs) That's the worst mirage ever. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so in the late 1940s was born in eastern Turkey a man named Abdullah Akalan, um, known by the nickname Apo, A-P-O. The problem with Apo, uh, no, all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for Carlos to say. No, 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 I sacrificed that to the pod. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, that's fucking dumb. Okay, so there's this guy named Apo, right? And he's born in eastern Turkey in this really poor village. And But he's voiced by a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Raghav is friends with him now. <laughs> Raghav hung out with his, um, with Oppo. Yeah. With Oppo. With yeah. a poo. If with you a don't poo. show up for the pod, you're going to get roasted. Some <laughs> rules. <laughs> roasted. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so Oppo's born in somewhere between 1946 and 1948. He doesn't know how old he is. Um, that's how fucked up. Eastern Turkey is, right? They don't have years? Uh, he just doesn't like it. <laughs> they don't have they years. Don't, they, that's the highest thing I've ever seen. They don't even have say. day or night. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a blur in Eastern <laughs> Turkey. Damn, son. Um, his mother is ethnically a Turk. He identifies as a Kurd. And so what's really interesting is if you look up the Wikipedia page for Abdullah Akalan, um, it's, fra- it's written from the perspective of like the way the West views the PKK and the Kurds in Eastern Turkey um, very unsympathetically. It's um, and that's on part because of the Turkish government, which is actively sort of uh, engaging in a bit of a genocide against like the Kurds. the Kurds. Right. So we had uh, Dojan come on last week and sort of talk about that. He's a Kurd from Turkey, right? Uh-huh. Um, so it's kind of similar to Israel and Palestine. How yeah. like the official story is that like there's this two sided war, and right. uh, you know there's a lot of bad people on both sides. When like the more you look into it, in reality, there's you know kind of a, a, a bit of a, a one one sided situation, like, uh, apartheid thing. Yeah, like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of really important. Is to it the a story. similar kind of struggle to? Turkey and the Armenian genocide. Well, I, oh, mm. well um, that was very organized and clean. And or is this is just like general racism and oppression against Turks? Um, Kurd, I, the Kurds, Kurds. I don't want to misspeak because I'm not an expert on this. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> Back to the script. <laughs> 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 what did I tell you about improving? <laughs> All right, everything I've said thus far, I've read off of a piece of paper. Don't worry, we don't edit the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't. <laughs> <laughs> I called Kurds Turks a second ago. That's just gonna be in it. That's just gonna be in the show. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, is is it a secret that we're fucking morons? Like, I don't think no, so. If, no. If you if you see the Instagram, you'll know I'm a moron. Anyway. Hey, there's less haunted mannequins in this room than last week. I've been just carrying trash bags of mannequin parts down <laughs> the stairs and like mannequin genocide. It just never ends. There's oh just so God. much haunted mannequin in this apartment. Okay. Well, well, it keeps leaving the bags. Look behind you over there. It's just over there. Uh, I'm getting close to getting it towards the dumpster. It's just very heavy. Oh. It's the size of a plastic human. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay, well, back to history. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so, um, where was that? Oppo, right? Um, the Turkish, the, the, there's sort of like a... Um, his Wikipedia was unsympathetic. Right. Okay. That's because the uh, the Turkish government is, you know, in some senses, sort of waging like a, a, a information war, an ethnocide in a, a certain yeah. sense. Um, we had Dojan come on last week and talk about how there's a sort of displacement of Kurds in eastern Turkey. You know, there's a vague state in Iraq called Kurdistan, um, and there's you know really not a lot of places for these people to go. Right. That's basically the situation. But the Turkish media tells the story even to people in like Western Turkey as these people are like a terrorist group, right? Um, and so, because they've been waging this war on Kurds, uh, the Turkish government has had to buy a lot of weapons from the American government, right? According to lore, weapons are the only thing that can kill the Kurds. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's important because Apo. 
Um, Did you read that in the ancient sea scrolls? <laughs> Abba went on to, um, you know, he, he went to, he went to a vocational high school, and then he went to a college called Ankara University, and he he, he became tra- a wizard, Harry. He transferred from another school, a law faculty, into Ankara University, which. Technically, that type of transfer is illegal for some reason, but they allowed him to do it because he was involved in... Let me look up the name of this. Uh, as a young man, was involved in a revolutionary group called Dev Jink, or the Revolutionary Youth Federation of Turkey. Um, so he was Hell this yeah. young Marxist-Leninist, and in the midst of all these sort of left-wing, right-wing conflicts in Turkey in the late 70s, he founded the Kurdish Workers' Party, which is Whoa. the PKK, right? So Marxists fucking love their acronyms. They're and they're very good at them. Yeah, yeah they're always like, ah, I haven't seen you at Revcom. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they always pick letters that look really good in block letters, like P's and K's and shit like that. Yeah. Um, what was the name? Oh, the the name of the Soviet Revolutionary Army was Milrevcom, and I always fucking loved how many parts of words are all crammed <laughs> together. <laughs> in <that laughs> yeah, and it sounds kind of like MILF. Yeah, and it fun. does sound like MILF. A lot of layers. <laughs> oh, MILFCon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you going this year? I, I mean, <laughs> let, let's go together. I got an extra ticket. Hey, I'll bring my inflatable MILF. Oh, I'll bring my juice box. <laughs> let's start a revolution of MILFs. Ah! <laughs> uh, MILF uh, Revcon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we did it. We did the riff. So, Oppo founds the PKK, right? Which is the Curtis Workers Party. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is not scripted <laughs> and the Kurdish workers party sort of is framed in like the western media and in this wikipedia page as waging a communist insurgency against the Turkish government now that can be viewed like that yeah but there are many sides I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to stress that that's uh, a bit of a, a reframing of sort of a self-defense thing right uh-huh. um, but he's also you know kind of a leftist like uh, revolutionary um, so he's not sort of like let's escape he's like let's you know we have to fight this Sometimes right it's cool to take over the government um, yeah <laughs> that would be the entire idea right um, so how, f- how French of you hmm. we got the situation where Oppo and the PKK are fighting against um, the Turkish government. And the Turkish government is buying so many guns from the U.S. government. What, when are we? Um, 1950s? Well, this sort of wages on from 78 when the PKK is founded uh, through, like, today. Like, it's still going okay, on, so right? so, I'm so, glad so, you asked. I was very uh, off. I need to know. I'm not sure what time we are now. Okay. So <laughs> No more rag time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> We went from ragtime to the PKK being founded in so 1978. We're, we're give, us the song era, give us the uh, time era through song, if possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, so we're, uh, in, we're in the 80s, baby. Yeah. Uh, cr- I was standing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hip-hop is being invented. Uh, punk rock is being invented. But they're all they're, they're dorky early forms, you know? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. like, I am an anarchist. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Break yeah, it yeah. up, y'all. Yeah. Ha-ha, ha-ha. <laughs> Can you feel the beat within my heart? Can you leave the love onto the start? That's where we're at, okay? So. Thank you. A little further into the 80s and 90s, as the, <laughs> as the, as the Turkish government is buying all these weapons from the U.S. government to fight the PKK uh-huh. uh, and enforce all this you know, terror or whatever, yeah. they, um, they're buying so much from the U.S. that they sort of ask the U.S. to sweeten the pot a little bit. They're like, hey, we're giving you a lot of, you know. Can we have like a punch card situation? Yeah, like can we get a little reward? Buy here, ten right? RPGs, get tank free. And the reward is to put the PKK on a list of terrorist organizations, right? Oh, that's a good so the, the PKK is now officially a terrorist organization, according to exactly two entities. What if they didn't get that at first? They were like, we wanted tanks. You give us democracy or bureaucracy. <laughs> And then I was like, no, you idiot. You don't understand. I think outsourcing your enemy to the United States is pretty strong. That's a fucking, that's a High hard, value card. That's yeah. very OP. Yeah. It's a blue oh, shell in Mario Kart. It's yeah. a blue shell in Mario Kart. It's a sweet move. You know? That's a three, three bar super move. Mm. Yeah. Through three. all these metaphors, it is good. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
The PKK is labeled a terrorist organization by the U.S. and the U.N. Because this happens through the U.N. Yeah. And only those two entities. No other country considers the PKK a terrorist organization, right? Wow. So this is kind of like if, you know, that we did this to Palestine or something like that. Yeah. Um, this is interesting because of how complicated the situation out there is. Now, the U.S. considers the PKK to be a terrorist organization, yet its subgroups, the YPJ and the YPG, fight alongside the U.S. They interact with each other. So there are people that are literally in the PKK and thus in the y- or in the YPG and thus in the PKK who are in like both of these organizations that literally like put on one shirt and they're enemies of the U.S. and then go around the corner and put on another shirt and now they're fighting along the U.S. It's really fucking weird, right? Yeah. When did the YPG and YPJ come out? Um, the YPG and the YPJ came out later after um, what's about to happen next. And so what happens next is in the 90s... Um, We're in the 90s, baby. Information sort of starts to leak from this whole thing that's happening in uh, eastern Turkey, right? Um there's a newspaper of uh, people that, that are sort of reporting on the war crimes happening against Kurds that um, is technically legal by their their government, but it's like de facto illegal. Like they keep trying to publish this newspaper, but if you're caught reading it in the street, you're like gunned down by the police. Uh, you get the shit beaten out of you, you get bombs thrown at you, right? It seems pretty illegal. It's de facto illegal. Yeah. It's weird that they didn't just go, oh, that's illegal, right? Right. Yeah. Um, they just sort of made it de facto illegal. The newspaper is called... Gundam. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> That's a very powerful shit. tool. <laughs> yeah. Is if you oh. can use Gundams, you'll probably win your oh. struggle. I've seen it many times before. <laughs> you oh. can even just give it to teenagers. Oh, what a beautiful symphony to my ears. <laughs> it's weird because it's called Gundam because it's that's a different it's not named after Gundams. Yes. This is happening in like the eighties. What so are you saying to me right <laughs> now? It's called Jake. mobile suits. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king of hearts. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's uh, a newspaper. Zex Marquis. Right? <laughs> um, trying not to make this confusing. <laughs> okay. It's weird because it's just the coincidence that that word sounds like the word for Japanese and, anime and about flying me, robots. You tell me there is no god. <laughs> <laughs> but um this this newspaper Gundam. This is really funny because like I was reading about this, and there's also there's like a couple instances where these words just match up to other shit. And mm-hmm. there's like this this town ta- this place in uh, Turkey where all this horrible shit's going down. That's called Batman, which is spelled <laughs> Batman. Oh no! <laughs> so I'm reading about like these horrific war crimes, but they're happening in Batman. <laughs> it's a uh, city with no parents. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! The mass graves filled Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Gundam newspaper. Um, it's really interesting. So I watched this, this documentary called uh, Witnesses of War. Yeah. And uh, it's an interview with a bunch of people that worked for Gundam. And they sort of report on war. <laughs> you're holding in a laugh. At the I worst. flinched a lot when he said they worked for Gundam. <laughs> let's just keep going. How do I get an internship? We're, let's just keep going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so these people that work for Gundam <laughs> are telling these stories about how, um, you know, while they're reporting on all these attacks that are happening yeah. against the PKK yeah. and against Abdul Akalon, a.k.a. Apo, yeah. they're being pressured by the government not to tell the whole story, right? So at some point in the 90s, um, Apo is going pretty hard, right? Um, and the, the, the Gundam newspaper uh, starts to report on... Um, these war crimes and i'm just gonna put out like a um you know a trigger warning or whatever if you are like listening and uh you don't hear something horrific i'm about to talk about war crimes these are some pretty gruesome acts that they reported on i'm gonna try my best to make this funny (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to try not to make it too funny (laughs) (laughs) so for example um one reporter wrote a story about uh, 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 an incident of torture in which a Kurd was forced by the police to eat shit, uh, completely just eat excrement. Um, oh, yeah. And he wrote the story over and over and over again and sort of tried to hide the line in the middle of the paragraph, like the story, mm-hmm. like you, uh, 
I don't know, like you're padding a, a paper you're writing or whatever. Um, but every time it was published, the p- specific part about that was taken out, right? Yeah. Um, like having to eat shit. Yeah, that having to eat shit. I had a very shit. similar punishment assigned to my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> who can eat shit, Deborah. You got a hell of a lawyer, Patak. <laughs> you got a hell of a lawyer. <laughs> so <laughs> Keep him on a retainer. They would see all these people um, sort of like, uh, you know, getting their bil- villages burned down and shit. And uh, they would try to tell the story, and the local government would tell them, you know, you can't tell that story. In fact, what you have to do is you have to report on Oppo, and you have to call him Baby Killer Akalon and Terrorist Akalon, right? They have to give him all these weird, wacky wrestling this nicknames. This is what they have to do to keep the newspaper legal? Uh, yeah, well, their newspaper's technically legal, um, but... They want to maintain the ability for people to buy it and be killed in the street for reading it. Okay, yeah. So I should make <laughs> something clear. These names. A lot of the, okay. So actually, Gundam itself wasn't um, censored that much, but a lot of people had to write for other newspapers too. So yes. all this censorship okay. is when they're trying to get their uh, their their writing into like the big mainstream newspapers. They're basically writing like a fucking zine, right? right. Yep. They're like they're like the Zeon Empire Weekly, uh, which is the most leftist thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. publish a zine. <laughs> right, right. They're oh, selling yeah. them out of a, a bike shop in uh, <laughs> fucking Eastern Turkey or whatever. Right. An espresso gets a zine. Yeah. So, um, yeah. This this is this censorship happens when they're like sort of trying to get their shit into the actual mainstream press, right? Uh, another thing that happens in which. Um, like, let me loading. Hold on, let me pause real quick. Loading. Okay, so a couple things happen. Like, for example, um, there's like paper boys like riding around town, you know, delivering. Is that an anarchist group? <laughs> it's uh, a rapper. No, it's in a ch- Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> That's from a TV show. <laughs> Um, but there's these like you know kids that are like delivering newspapers, and there's this kid that's delivering a newspaper, and he's delivering gunman to someone, and so a police officer just grabs the newspaper and then beats the shit out of him with it. And literally, the way the kid told the story was that he put the he put the newspaper on the back of his head, and then somehow karate chopped the newspaper in half on his head. Whoa! How yeah. would you even? Is it made out of wood? I don't know. It's really weird. There's this video of this kid just like, and then he karate chopped it somehow in half on my head. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. I'd like to nominate this policeman <laughs> for the greatest martial artist <laughs> in our country. And Show so, me the dim mock. <laughs> So they're trying to sell Gundam at uh, paper stands, right? And they're getting harassed so much by the government that, like, newsstands are afraid to sell Gundam, right? So what happens is, like, they they return the newspapers. They won't sell it, right? So Gundam goes and talks to the, the, the government, and they say, like, you know, we need to, like, we can't distribute our paper. It's technically illegal. You know what's going on, and so oh, we'll figure out a solution, right? So the solution ended up being because no one wanted to distribute it for fear of being distro- like attacked by the police. Yeah. Now you can buy a gun- all the Gundam you want at the police station, right? Oh, so- that's, that's like a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like this guy that was doing this interview was like, it's the most. He used the word tragic comic, which I think is right. like he I mean, it's like the most ironic thing that's ever happened to him because he's like. Yeah, no one's going to go buy this anti-police newspaper at the police station when the police are known for beating the shit out of you if you support this newspaper, right? It's illegal, but only in the way if you buy it, you're sent to be someone's butler. It's like they're (laughs) trying to negotiate with a monkey's paw. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's really weird. So, anyway. uh, Oh, another thing that happens is that authorities and police and shit, they, uh, they (laughs) they bust up a bunch of Gundam writers, and they grab their typewriters, right? And they... They fucking, uh, nice. They tear out the letter A and a question mark off of this typewriter. And the guy goes, why did you only tear, like, you could have just destroyed my typewriter. Why did you only tear off the letter A and the question mark? And the guy goes, I tore off the letter A because I know you're going to write about Oppo, right? A-P-O. Mm. Which is weird because he has another name. Very uh, clever. Oppo. <laughs> uh, you can't spell Oppo without A. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, well, why the question mark? And the police officer goes, I tore off the question mark because I know that you have questions about Oppo, 
Kurdistan and the PKK, right? <laughs> He's like... Dude, this guy's a fucking magician. It's man. weird. It's like the most... Like, they don't even just make it illegal. They have to do all this weird, you know, artistic you can, interpretation of fucking attacking people. You right? can only be a part of a police force in Turkey if you are a comic book supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Captain Riddler. You need hands made of knives that can chop open uh, newspapers and uh, <laughs> uh, <the> schemes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Chapo. Chapo. Ch- Ch- El Oppo. Yeah. El, <laughs> El Oppo's Trap House. <laughs> Alpo. Can't type about that anymore either. Nope. Dog food. Well, those are fallback articles. Anything with an A. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking weird, right? Um, so the reason that they were trying to suppress all these stories is because the stories that they were actually reporting on exposed some pretty gruesome things. One story uh, reported on a family... Is the way the guy told the story, they got hit with a mortar. And when the mortar went down, they it basically landed on their house. They heard it launch into the air. They all ran into one room to hide together. The mortar hit that room. Oh. They survived, but as he, the way he told the story was, family of six, six fucking legs, right? Oh. Which I don't know if they all had one leg. They had 12 before. One guy had like three legs. No one else had, you know, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You got your leg on my leg. (laughs) You got your leg on my leg. Um, Another thing happened where. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) Another incident happened where a number of uh, Gundam reporters were walking uh, through the desert um, and they see this group of a thousand to two thousand uh, people walking uh, to Iraq. Um, they're just trying to escape Turkey, which borders Iraq and Syria, right? They're walking to Iraq, and they stop. They see all these people. They're fucking missing eyes and limbs and shit because they've been blown apart so uh. much by the Turks that uh, they stop. And this guy pulls out his camera, right? He's got like a video camera on his shoulder to take a look and just report on the internet right report on the scene a helicopter flies by he points his camera at the helicopter to try to you know take a video of this helicopter another mortar whistle no the helicopter disappears two fucking fighter jets bought straight from the u.s military shut the fuck up fucking turn around they got like fat betty painted on the nose and shit yeah like you get them boys they bomb the shit out of this group of a thousand people in the desert a thousand people yeah and they were walking away to try to escape being bombed right oh my fucking god the way he told the story was he goes oh my god they thought my camera was a fucking rocket launcher Awkward. You must feel like such a rational guilt if you're the camera guy. <laughs> yeah. It's not your fault at all. <laughs> they thought you had the rocket launcher from Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, that camera could have. Uh, Overheated and exploded because it was uh, charging a the Samsung <laughs> Galaxy. <laughs> Two sides. <laughs> Two sides. <laughs> Did you think this was over, audience? <laughs> this will never end. <laughs> I'm hate. I hate. I'm starting to hate this joke. Uh, <laughs> God, it's like in my brain. Though. I can't stop saying it. Also, it doesn't help that like we live in a society where bombs keep going off so just every time i read about something horrible i'm oh samsung galaxy, uh, samsung galaxy? <laughs> um another incident involved a man's ha- uh, house well an entire village being Wait, burned down. so hold on that was bullshit though right like they knew it was a camera they just bombed them anyways right? i mean who, like I, who knows but like they probably didn't care you know yeah, all right fair yeah, yeah yeah they probably didn't give a fuck anyways okay you know but, it's probably like when the cops pull you over and they you know see you holding like a um Something that's very obviously not a gun, like a, um, uh, a giant number one finger hand from like the Mets stadium. And yeah, like sir, stop resisting. You know <laughs> that yeah, that thing could shoot a flag that says "bang" on it. Get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's like a reason to bomb somebody. Uh, yes. Fair. Uh, okay. Um, and I'm gonna go with probably that's uh, that that that's that yeah they just wanted to bomb them because another incident involved a bunch of Kurds traveling around in a uh, a mini bus like a wackadoo little like van thing yeah um in a part of turkey where there's a bunch of checkpoints right 
So the way that the, the Turkish government told the story was that uh, the PKK, which is the people in this van, apparently, uh, stopped and blockaded a street as an act of war, right? Um, war actually, vans. <laughs> <laughs> vans of war. <laughs> war they must vans. be stopped with yeah. our jets. It's uh, <laughs> the clown from Twisted Metal, like his van. <laughs> that would be, sweet that'd be tooth. the one exception. <laughs> oh, I feel like that's a threat. I didn't know Sweet Tooth was in the PKK. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, he dude. He wants to paint the town red. Um, <laughs> so With, with pamphlets. With communism. <laughs> <laughs> so... The way a witness told the story was that the uh, the police stopped the van. Um, oh, and by the way, the story from the Turkish government is uh, that the yeah the van did this blockade thing. Um, what actually happened was the police stopped the van, f- open fired on the van with a machine gun, and then just because I guess that wasn't enough, busted out a fucking rocket launcher and blew up the van. <laughs> what? Yeah, that sounds like a. Oh man, that sounds like a Family Guy sketch. Like, That's why, ridiculous. Why is it not That's ridiculous. To just shoot it? Um, and when the IDs, Jesus. so when they check you at checks, checkpoints, they yeah. check your IDs, right? Right. Uh, when the IDs of the deceased uh, Kurds were returned to their families, yeah, completely unburnt, which is weird because the bodies were burned to death, which means they took their IDs and then killed them. Oh, yeah. damn, right? son. Pretty fucking wacky. Um, so, another event that happened involved um, basically gas bombs. Um, this is a big thing. that The the one not okay type of bomb. <laughs> you know, the whole convention they had at uh, Geneva. Oh, MILFCON? Yeah, MILFCON! <laughs> MILFREVCON! <laughs> MILFCON gas bomb. Um so that these guys, I don't know. Why? Why? I don't know why. It just popped into my head <laughs> like a jingle. Um, so they would use these gas bombs against Kurds. Um, <sighs> they threw them at uh, children, uh, whoever. There's one, there was one event when, uh, and this is fucking weird, but there's a bunch of Kurds sort of protesting, and... Uh, this guy looks over, and the guy next to him, they threw a gas bomb at the crowd, and it landed in this guy's mouth. Oh, oh no. Somehow he caught it with his mouth, and it got stuck in his head, and they pulled it out, and just as they were pulling it out, it exploded its fucking head. Oh. Um, this also happened to a child, uh, pretty sad. And um, at one point in the street, a bunch of like five, six-year-old children uh, decided to throw rocks at the local police. Uh-huh. No, don't. The They're, They can't hear you. The <laughs> journalists were asked to report on this story as child terrorists. Headline child terrorists, right? That's like how bad the spin is right. here. So uh, it's just like they're in Palestine. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, wow, you know, these something... this situation is so fucked up that children are throwing rocks at the police it's the police Aggression are being on both sides <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> threatened by these children right a war of collateral damage <laughs> um so the children throw rocks at these police they were holding iPhones the the police come back they march this group of children and all the children in the village into a stadium for some reason this always happens and I guess I don't know if stadium's a word that just this translates to something start. else yeah, yeah that's um that's another word for mass grave. Um, they don't kill them. They just beat the shit out of them and like, walk all over them and stuff. What? Oh. Yeah, so this entire what town of kids fuck? got like, black eyes and shit, right? This is really fucked up. Um, oh, fuck. Sorry, I'm almost through this. There's one more. Why? <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So This this better end in lollipops and kisses, Jake. No, it doesn't. It gets worse. Okay, uh. so there's also this incident in which a, um, a, like a PKK rebel, a prominent PKK rebel, uh, gets killed by um, the Turks, and uh, he's a high-ranking guy, and so they're supposed to um, sort of like put his body in a morgue and bathe it, uh, which has something to do with uh, you know, some religious specific thing I don't quite understand, right? That's some Turk shit. His parents just want to see their child's dead body, you know, one time before they, they bury him, um, and the the <laughs> fucking Turks, they're like, hey, maybe, uh, you know, we can't show you them and they're like you know why I'm like why how about you just don't and they're like okay how about uh can we we just use hand and they're like oh that's fine 
You can see his oh. foot. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And they open up the casket. They stole his fucking head. They just stole his head. No oh. one knows what happened to his head. They what? just like they stole his head. I don't know how else to explain it. There like, are no words. <laughs> fucking crazy. What is right? this fucking uh, Game of Thrones? They take his face for the Tower of Madness. Yeah, yeah. the masks. The jogging. <laughs> yeah, a Turk has no name. Hell yeah. Okay, so while all this is happening, um, that was just the list of the war crimes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. A long time. We're at the end of it. It's pretty fucked up. There, I mean, there's obviously a lot more, but these are just the ones that sort of uh, came out of this documentary on these these like rogue journalists, right? So that's basically the situation, right? Yeah. Now, in 1999, the Turks finally capture uh, Oppo, all right? Um, they capture him, and they put him in this this prison that's on an island called... Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Torture Island. <laughs> no, it's called Imrali Island, which is in the middle of the Sea of Marmala. This This fucking prison... Is usually holds like multiple people. Yeah. They clear it out, and they make it a solitary prison for one person, which is Oppo. Right? They just put him on an island in a prison meant for a ton of people. They put their other prisoners somewhere else. They, did they think he was gonna like make friends or something? I like, don't know. They just dedicated well, this weird fucking isolated tower. That's to, so strange. Well, they yeah. have to keep metal away from him because he's Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in a giant prison of one. Made of plastic. <laughs> it's all made of clear plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Oppo is living alone in this prison now, um, and he's been there ever since. Um, but as Jeez. as he uh, lived in this prison, he's very bored, right? So he starts reading... What, no cable? Yeah. <laughs> he starts reading this anarchist named Murray, Murray Bookchin. Um, Murray Bookchin is um, sort of like a Chomsky-ish libertarian socialist. And when I say libertarian socialist, um, this is kind of a confusing word because um, the word libertarian kind of got co-opted by what is now known as libertarians. By uh, the Koch brothers. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the dorks with goatees and shit and the Bitcoin people. Yeah. Like, the, those those people stole the word from a sort of specific, like... Um, uh, freedom-oriented group of like leftists, like, got it. So when Chomsky says he's a, he's a like a, left communist type, like no rules, sort of. Yeah, it's it's in the realm of like anarchists. Like anarchism, libertarian is uh, uh, a big thing, and it came before that, that's capitalist like a, libertarian. That's like a new cons- new like a uh, fiscally conservative group or something like that, uh, calling themselves the Hell's Angels. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're even farther left than libertarians, but they're just like, yeah, we're the Hell's Angels now. Hmm. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. I uh, guess it could be like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that it worked because I'm still not sure it did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Milf, con, uh, gas bomb. <laughs> poop, poop. The most dangerous thing about Milf con is patrolled by the Hell's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oppo starts reading, reading Murray Bookchin, and Murray Bookchin is this um, this anarchist libertarian who um, sort of like has this idea called communalism. It's a really specific. Um, is that wife swapping? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wild, r- wild country. I, I have boys. a wife, and you have a wife. We can trade without the government getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Where do I sign, Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you put all your keys in a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how to drive stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're okay. gonna learn, huh? <laughs> you gonna learn. Who's that? Shish kebab. Shish kebab. <laughs> Was the recording off for that part? I don't remember. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I feel like that's when I turned it on, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Shish kebab. <laughs> so Murray Bookchin is like this guy who actually at some point crossed paths with Bernie Sanders. Like oh. he's a modern guy, right? Um, so Oppo goes down this crazy wormhole and he starts writing um, his sort of new thesis, which is based on uh, Bookchin's communalism and, uh, you know, is able to release it from jail. And he's sort of his new thing is um, he creates this, this ideology called uh, conf- uh, democratic confederalism. Right. I like it. Just these very specific tenets. And it is then picked up by this burgeoning group um, in northern syria the rojava region called uh the ypg 
right? Ah. The YPG is called is the translates to the People's Protection Army, right? So, it's basically this Kurdish leftist group that's really, really into uh, to uh, to Oppo's like new sort of leftist um, democratic confederalism. Yeah, democratic confederalistic. Like it's he sort of moved from being a communist to being an anarchist is the easiest way to sort of explain the difference between these two. Good for um, him. He's really into like not having a state now, and they are too, right? Huh. So. What's really interesting about uh, the YPG is uh, because they're based on his uh, confederalism and they're a subsect of the PKK, which is the one he started when he was like a communist, um, they have a little bit more like like strict anarchist ideologies. So one thing about the, the YPG that's really interesting is that they don't have ranks. Um, they don't have they have like generals like you can become a general but that doesn't really mean like you don't have to yell at you know you don't have to like you need salute. consent to pass an order yeah 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 do you I get do I get two scoops of meat at lunch line <laughs> um, you probably get a bunch of fucking rice and beans out of a big trough because they're extremely like you know uh, poor well also just just like more on the rice and beans where do I sign up where do I sign up um one one soldier in the YPG described it as you could walk up to your generals like you could slap him in the back of the head and ask him for a cigarette like it's very uh, anti-hierarchical of the uh in the sense of military as we so know. how does anything get done um well because there's a collective like everyone believes in the war they're fighting right right it's not a mach- machination of an, a state it's like they're just fighting because they actually believe in this non-state ideology and uh-huh. part of it is that the ypg keeps um like capturing uh Villages and towns, yeah, and uh, sort of like winning them from being loosely held by ISIS, right? Right. I, okay, so I've read about this before about uh, anarchists here who've volunteered and flown over and joined the armies over there. Right. I'm gonna get to him in a second. Oh, okay. If you're interested in non-hierarchical armies, you can read about the Spanish Civil War, and there's lots on what it was kind of like to interact with this weird body where no one's in charge but they have guns. Yeah. So like, in uh, but 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 in español. Yeah, well, yeah. No pasaron. All right? That was the uh the, the slogan of the the people fighting Franco in the Spanish Civil War. Yeah, they're really into No pasaron. Uh, you shall uh, not Lord, pass. Lord of the Lord Rings. Rings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No pasaron. No pasaron. Yeah. No pasaron no, unless you wh- answer wh- this riddle. El bolog. Vuela, <laughs> 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 <Buela>, idiotas. <laughs> so, interestingly, um the <laughs> If you got that, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking um, the YPG's uh, slogan is "No state, no caliphate," right? Because they're oh, fighting ISIS. Oh yeah, and they're very against ISIS's right wing. Yeah, with of, the like, caliphs. Yeah, cool. it's very fucking cool. They yeah. also because they sort of uh liber like they liberate people from their towns. Yeah. Um, one thing that happens is that a lot of the towns they liberate. The people, like the guys in the towns, are at first very grateful, but then very mad because their wives fucking leave oh. once the new government is this like anarchist no state thing with all these new rules. Because the YPJ has a sister like faction called the YP or the YPG has a sister faction called the YPJ. YPG means uh, People's uh, Protection Unit. YPJ means Women's Protection Unit. Right. So there's an entire group in the YPG of strictly only women um they wear these flowery veils or these black flowery veils rather um they wield kalishnikovs um they and their structure is very egalitarian so every office within the ypg has to have a man from the ypg and a woman from the ypj like there are two generals for each whatever right very cool the men wear these black veils on their heads in solidarity with the women it's like fucking tight, right? That is like, that is just tight. Please I continue. I never coordinate any of my outfits, and I would love to. <laughs> yeah, finally, I don't have to think about what to wear every day. And since they're this weird, broke, like, freaganish fucking army, like, they don't have boots, and they don't have, like, military gear. They're, like, wearing, like, sneakers and shit, and, like, these, you know, these veils, and, like, just regular-ass clothes. Yeah. Right? And so, this whole thing is happening, right? Um... It's really interesting, and they're fighting uh, ISIS because um, in the early – let me pause real quick. And get, uh, okay, so the YPG and the YPJ sort of exist for a long time, and eventually they sort of fill this 
this uh, vacuum that's left in northern Syria because Assad, uh, who is fighting these rebels, yeah. pulls his troops out of northern Syria. Yeah. He pulls back, right? But because he pulls back and there's this vacuum created, there's space for the YPG and YPJ to fill in and thus take a certain amount of uh, land. See, and there's yeah. also, and that's how they form Rojava. Rojava is the state without a state. Um, but there's also a vacuum in, like, Raqqa, for example. Uh, because Raqqa is this um, this place that was, in 2013, won over by, like, rebels. Uh, and when I say rebels, it, it, whenever these big events sort of happen, it's always, like, a mixture of, like, the the leftists I'm talking about, like the YPG and the YPJ, yeah. and the SDF, which is the, the Syrian Democratic Forces. Um, right. there's, there's different sort of shit going on. Um, but Raqqa is won by rebels at one point and quickly taken over by ISIS. But because, be, because, because there's this power vacuum, ISIS has been able to come in and sort of like, you know, just... just take over everything while it's still in a state of flux. Right. Um, ISIS up the place. <laughs> right, right. It's like Killmonger shit. Yeah. And I will get it back to exactly that event in a second, but first I'm going to tell the story of Piss Pit Granddad, right? So <laughs> while all of this is happening, there's this guy in uh, the States, in like the Bay Area, who was like a Marxist-Leninist, like sort of punk rocker guy who was a petty criminal and was addicted to heroin, right? Isn't he a florist? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. He had a bunch of weird jobs. Literally, I, I posted a story about him online one time when I first read about him, and my friend Randa uh, was like, I fucking know that guy. He used to tour with Personal and the Pizzas, and he slept on my couch. Whoa. Personal and the Pizzas is a great, like, sort of uh, garage rock band, uh-huh. if you don't know. Um, <laughs> so, small world. This guy's, like, fucking everywhere, right? And just for context, this person's only relevant because he's the American in the army. So, he's, like, how we would understand it. Yeah, and he's also relevant because he had a Twitter presence. He's extremely online. Yeah, he's extremely online. He's the first extremely online revolutionary in Rojava. Right. Um, the most important role. <laughs> he's not that important, but I'm <laughs> yeah, telling you. He's, st- the, he's the minister of communication. <laughs> in terms of retweets? He's the most important yeah, person yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that he knows struggle. that he knows what a retweet is. Yeah, he's got the best fave star of any. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's in the all the good group DMs. Uh, so his story isn't important, but it's like interesting. Um, and the reason it's interesting is because like um, there was a basically a, okay. So he had a Twitter presence. I'll start here. Okay, so this guy, his name's Brace Belton. Hey, right? Brace. He's addicted to heroin. He goes into rehab. Not here. Damn. Um, <laughs> he starts reading all of this, like, um, this oppo shit, this confederalism, this Murray Bookchin stuff. Democratic confederalism. He sees these, like, websites that are like, come join the struggle in Rojava. And he's, like, stuck in a hospital, so he's so bored that he gets really into it, goes down a wormhole, right? He gets clean. He tells his girlfriend, "I'm gonna go do some humanitarian work." And um, <laughs> ah, <laughs> wow, you re- you really turned it around, Brace. Yeah, and then she slowly figures out, like, he's gonna go fight in a fucking war <laughs> against <laughs> ISIS. Like, why? I'm going to erase humans. <laughs> erase human. Yeah. Um. So he goes, and all the while, he's got kind of a Twitter presence because there's weird Twitter at the time is real big. You know, you got right. drill and all that bullshit out there. Yeah, yeah. So he's got this Twitter account called Piss Pit Granddad. And that's how everyone knows him. And it's weird because he's reporting on this story. And so everyone's sort of reading about, like, oh, it's this Rojava thing. But then he's also just doing all these weird Twitter jokes about, like, um, you know, taking pictures of dogs and just going, look, I found a good boy. Like that sort of weird Twitter <laughs> shit. And just like, you know, his name's Piss Pig. It's fucking weird, you know. Pictures of himself. Like an old man who drinks piss. <laughs> yeah. But he's telling you the facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit piggish about all of it, though. <laughs> yeah. So it's like these weird, like, kind of Twitter jokes in between just, like, statements like, the fucking guy with the goat left, and now we're fucked for dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really weird, right? So Rolling Stone sends a, uh, a journalist out there to interview him. Or I'm that, sorry, I think they interviewed him when he got back. I don't know. There's this great story in Rolling and, Stone. And that's where I enter. I read that article. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. If you're listening and you want a great read, let's look up. It's called uh, Anarchists versus the Long State, right? So this guy's out there, and he does this story where he tells all this fucking amazing shit. They were specifically out there to interview the, like, Western sort of transplants that 
that went out to fight in Rojava just because yeah. it's an interesting story. Most of the people fighting in Rojava are like Kurds and shit from the area. But yeah. there's this, you know, dream to try to create another like Spanish Civil War situation where you recruit all these Western people, right? The Republican armies. So like in the in the fucking <laughs> in the interview they talk about all this shit where like, you know, there's these Westerners who are like punk rock kids who just got really 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 into politics and shit and like sort of figured out and what was going on and like uh they all sort of have this elitist fight with each other where they're like you know they'll make fun of you if they see you with a cell phone or with like a dollar bill or something oh wow at one point some guy is talking about how like he thinks it's bourgeois to uh use like wipes to wipe your ass because they just shit in holes and like use like pots of water out there or whatever right and then an italian guy turns around and goes if it's uh, bourgeois to wipe your ass i no longer want revolution uh, <laughs> he was raised in france <laughs> yeah i don't know why i did a french accent this is minutia and again uh just let me know if we're going too far off book here but i thought he was an ml i didn't think he was an anarchist uh uh ml Mar- marxist leninist like uh, oh, Stalinist, communist kind of guy. I I thought I think I read the same article we're talking about. Um, you might be right. I might be sort of like mixing and crossing streams here yeah. a little bit. Um, because well, I I mean I reread it a little while ago and I th- think I remember them saying he sort of moved. He was a Marxist Leninist when he was getting into this shit, and then he sort of evolved into democratic confederalism, which is derived from it and not in opposition to it. But I. I don't. I could be talking about those school. people. Just love to fight each other. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like they would object to it. But it, uh, well, it sounds like there are a lot of conversations like this happening in Rojava among the like seventy-five fucking Westerners. Yeah, out there. and that's, that's, that's so true. Yeah. And like, if you haven't already heard this story, the minutia probably doesn't matter to you <laughs> <laughs> by this point in the game. Yeah, I'm gonna get some of the minutia wrong. Um, but um, what's really funny is because that whole story broke it it opened a lot of people's eyes to what's going on in Rojava. And unfortunately, apparently Jake Gyllenhaal is looking into like playing this guy in a movie mm-hmm. without asking him, didn't ask him. No. And they're, you know, if it's a fucking mainstream, what do we American know about movie, this guy? He's hot. <laughs> yeah. He's got a body for fighting ISIS. <laughs> it's time I grow up and become a, his pig grandfather <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they did like he does look kind of like a barista so like it is it kind of makes sense like they're gonna you know but they're gonna oh, butcher this story i can't wait to see that act three jake <laughs> they're gonna sell some tickets yeah um <sighs> i will definitely see this if they make it into yeah, we should present do you want to go together we should do an sure. episode on it if it comes out because they're just gonna get everything wrong yeah I, mean, I can't wait to fucking roast it it's gonna be filtered through the lens of fucking you know western liberalism which is how like all this turkish news gets bent backwards and all that shit and in the end both sides are bad yeah both yeah it's gonna be the moral <laughs> of the story is both sides. that's how that fucking antifa episode of law and order sort of ended like the only good guy was the one selling the newspaper because he was a tradesman <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm gonna. So, Piss Big Granddad's kind of a funny story because, like, he does shit like, uh, he said that he accidentally committed a war crime and he didn't realize it by, uh, it's technically a war crime to piss on a dead soldier. Um, yeah. Which he did, but he said it was because he was just, like, there's just so many dead bodies everywhere. He just didn't realize he was pissing on a dead body. Look, we're like, all doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on a, the ground was made of dead bodies. <laughs> 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 I may just be a simple Southern anarchist <laughs> with no fancy Harvard education. Can a man such as himself not relieve himself on the ground? And you shall address me, your honor, but my full name, Daniel McDanielson. <laughs> Esquire. I like it. <laughs> well, I'm not some big city anarchist. <laughs> so... As as this guy is with um, the YPG, it's kind of interesting because they get to talk to him as they um, sort of uh, move forward and take a couple of like locations, right? So the YPG was narrowing down on Raqqa, which is which has since I mentioned earlier been turned into like ISIS's like stronghold, stronghold. yeah. Um, like the dark ha- city of Raqqa. They have like a city, like in like World of Warcraft, how your yeah. enemy has like a fucking city. Yeah, well, I'm the warlord of Draenor, so I'm going to really, you know, get my troops out there. There's always thunder over it. 
Dude. Yeah. Always thunder over it. It's a yeah. floating castle. It is a floating castle. It reappears everywhere. Yes, the castle of Anorak. Um, or there's just a Rock force up. field around it that you right. can't go through until you complete a bunch of objectives for mm, some reason. Yeah. Well, I'll get my sword. <laughs> yeah, so they're, um, th- they have this ragtag army that's made of like tanks that are like just the fucking cars that they just like tacked shit onto. And... They're kind of a joke, but then they successfully like defend a couple of towns and they take over like a couple small places, and suddenly they're this they're this like actual force, right? So they're with Pispic Grandad as he um, he enters a town called Tal Saman, which is uh, right outside of Raqqa, and they describe sort of like taking over and seeing the remnants of ISIS, and it's like gruesome shit, right? Um, it says they picked through they picked through a rubble mixed with skulls and spines. Um, they found a warehouse with a car bomb assembly line and blood stained man sized cage. Wow, this is turning me against ISIS. <laughs> I was on the fence before we started the podcast. Honestly, it's really fucking gruesome. They could keep people in cages and shit. I like the darkness of their flag. <laughs> he said there were booby traps everywhere, and uh, at some point when they were like like searching through a house, they found a guy with half his leg blown off because he stepped on a uh, a fucking landmine inside somewhere and then like um this is just sort of like a little flourish from the the guy's point of view but he's like fucking a fucking ypg guy just like walked outside covered in a smoke cloud and dust and just like lit up a cigarette <laughs> pretty cool right that wasn't his first explosion imagery <laughs> so what's going on in rojava is really interesting and uh i would implore everyone to look into it because it's um it's really cool and it's ongoing um but I want to turn now to their enemy, which is ISIS, because they have this whole no state, no caliphate thing. And it's really interesting that the YPG is fighting ISIS and our enemies of Turkey because it's kind of, a lot of people don't put this together, but Where you Turkey and ISIS are kind of allies. Like no. ISIS has thought of this, uh, dun, this like, dun, kind dun. of band of like roving people or whatever, but they're like... The way Turkey kind of plays it off is that, like, instead of, like, outwardly endorsing ISIS, they sort of just, like, let them do things and then don't attack them. So you're effectively Mm. using ISIS as a front line if you're like, we're just not going to do anything while you kill all these people and we're on the other side of you, right? That's like a Coast Guard almost for you. A true strategician keeps his enemies close. (laughs) (laughs) General? Is that you? That is what's happening down (laughs) in the southern belt. Have you ever read Sun Tzu? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to go off on a whole thing, but I've been watching Into the Badlands. Yes! Yeah, 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 yeah. The the main, uh, the Baron, who's this big character in the show, has this very vague Southern oh, it's it so every other line. Oh, so it is. It is. It a is. man of myself has certain tastes. <laughs> it is Maryland, Louisiana, Southern ambiguous. <laughs> it is all of that. It is a swath. Well, I do declare. How about that one deal? It sounds like an English person trying to do an American accent. <laughs> right. They don't, yeah. Right. They didn't graduate. Yeah. So that's the best they could do was like that guy. <laughs> Oh, man, that fucking rules. Um, Great show. Check it out. Lots of karate. A lot of karate. A <laughs> lot of karate, bitch. Oh, shish kebab. <laughs> um, <laughs> Back to Kurdish liberation. <laughs> yeah, poop, poop, poop. Poop, poop. Poop, poop. Uh, so all this is going on. Um, in 2014. Oh, that's now. Uh, 2014? <laughs> <laughs> you really don't know what years are. Yeah. I mean, like, in this, like, era, like, in the past two decades. Okay. Well, like, this, this is now Yeah, this All of this has been happening the last, like, seven or eight years. Okay. The, the, the big granddad stuff. Oh, okay. The last, the last, uh. He didn't have Twitter in the 70s. Well, you don't know that. They're all doing the <laughs> funky chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, it's the 70s, and my name is Piss Pig Granddad. <laughs> now watch me I'm while the, I... D- I'm the one person doing irony. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, we're in 2014. Comedy is Gallagher and Suspenders. And um, who's that cokehead that died? Um, uh, you know, famous guy. Mork. Anyway, all right. Um... Robin Williams? Yeah, I, I couldn't remember his name for some reason. Did you call him that cokehead who died? <laughs> yeah. Technically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, show, show me where I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> show me the lie. He's dead. He was really into cocaine. cokehead who died as Robin Williams? 
I just I would have guessed that, like twenty. So many more Baron, but he's still alive. I mean. I... <laughs> Oh, man, you want to know a funny story about Mark Maron's complete non-sequitur? Uh, one of my roommates was hanging out with this, this like, um, this chick with just, like, a really thick, like, Spanish accent. She just, I don't know how to describe this other than she's not from my world to some extent. Like, this is just, like, some chick from Brooklyn, and she, like, come, she saw these microphones on this table, and she came up to me, and she goes, do you like Mark Maron? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, do you? I know microphones, Mark Maron, right? Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to make fun of you, stupid. Um, Who are your guys? <laughs> Who are your guys, fool? <laughs> Can you, like, lock the gate? Uh, <laughs> uh, pow, I just shit my pants. <laughs> um, okay, that was dumb as fuck. Um, anyway, anyway, so... The final part of the story I'm going to get to get into is in 2014. Um, it's now. This guy. <laughs> Not now. I'll pause real quick. All right. What's up? What the fuckers? Uh, Boomer lives or something. Um, hi. Uh, hello. This is Jake. So that is the end of the first part of this episode. Uh, we covered uh, Oppo and uh, a little bit of Rojava. If you'd like to hear the third part, the sort of third written out conclusion to this series, which is about um, ISIS, it's all from ISIS's point of view, um, it's going to be behind the paywall on our Patreon. All you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, uh, donate you know $5 a month as a subscription, you get access to all our bonus content, which for this month, well, we got this, hopefully get some more out before the end of the month. Um what you'll do is you go to patreon.com slash poddamnamerica. Um, you subscribe, and then you'll be given a um, like a, an HTML, which you can then plug into your podcast subscription uh, app or whatever. I use the uh, shitty iPhone one. I hate it. I'm told there are other ones that are good. But any of these, you can basically just add a podcast directly from the RSS link. If you do that, then you will be subscribed to our secret uh pay uh wall pay pay pig piss pay pigs uh only feed um yeah so uh check that out kick in kick in a few shekels and um you know keep listening and keep supporting and check me out when i'm on tour and listen to all my pals cool stuff see you next week